Good afternoon. You are listening to the Recovery Hour Talk Radio Show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the Cat 10 ENT Network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Recovery Hour. This is Bill and Tanisha. And once again, we have a real treat for you today. And I always say that, but I haven't failed yet. So, and that's probably the only thing I've ever done and I haven't failed at yet. So I say that to say this, but I would be remiss if I didn't first shout out to our sponsors, shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative that's been adopted here in Rockdale County. The purpose of that initiative is to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health and substance use disorders and that feel like us on the inside and on the outside. With that being said, I'd also like to shout out to Hurricane Maine, who without him and his platform, we probably wouldn't be doing this nationally or internationally. Because I, I remember they, we looked at our analytics and there's even some people in Germany that listen to this show. Shout out to the German dudes. Also, we want to shout out to Commissioner Doreen Williams, who is the tip of the spear, because without her influence, without her commitment, we probably wouldn't be doing this here like this. And, and with that being said, hang on for the treat. Anyway, that being said, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners reach out to us and they wanted they had some questions. And so they had some questions about grit and grace, which is a separate part, separate 501c3 that's designed by people in recovery, but it's designed to support the entire Stepping Up initiative and support our community and do a lot of good work. So tonight we have uh, some members from the board of directors on that. We also have some movers and shakers. And when you talk about shakers, there's all different kinds of shakers. I know there are salt shakers and pepper shakers, and then there are people that shake the world, right? And tonight we have no salt shakers because we're on this whole healthy health kick thing. So no salt shakers, no pepper shakers because I can't eat spicy food anymore, but we do have some shakers. We have people that are shaking the very foundation of convention. We have people that are changing the world. They are changing the way people flow through our systems and creating opportunities and opening doors, doorways to recovery, pathways to recovery. And that's a powerful thing. So without any further ado, Tanisha. Yay, Tanisha, could you say hello to all the people out there in Radioland? Hey, everyone in Radioland. I am very happy and grateful to be back here another week, um, especially with our guest today. Yes, and so all of y'all heard Tanisha's voice, and we've had a lot of our listeners that that have sent in mail and letters and everything talking about Tanisha's voice and the Tanisha is the voice of the future. So we got it in the works. She is y'all out there. So just hang on, hang on to your hats. Anyway, with that being said, tonight we have a couple guests with us, and so we're going to ask those guests to introduce themselves. Dr. Williams, could you introduce yourself, please? 
Sure. Hello. I am Doreen Williams. I am a county commissioner here in Rockdale County, and it's been my great pleasure to work with Bill and Tanisha and in expanding our Stepping Up initiative, we have some employees of the county who work with specific projects. And then Bill and Tanisha are two of our consultants who do creative work and strategic work for us. And so I'm just really happy to be here today. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, ma'am. And also we have Shavonda Dykes with us tonight. And for all those people out there that know all the people that have been to the Georgia school and all the people that have been over there in Douglasville and all the people that know about the, her body of work, which is tremendous. All those people out there that know about surviving transitions, because all of us are transitioning through some things or have transitioned through some things that we weren't sure if we were going to survive or not. Some of us are still going through it. The heat wave is here, in case you don't know it. And some of us are wondering if we're going to survive that transition. Anyway, so from surviving transitions, Ms. Dice, could you tell the people out there in Radio Land who you are and tell them what is surviving transitions? Good day, Radio Land. It's an honor to be here. I am Shavonda Dykes with Surviving Transitions. I am a licensed professional counselor or simply a helper. I'm licensed in Georgia as well as Louisiana. I've had the privilege to work with recovery for over 25 years now. So Surviving Transitions is my for-profit organization where I provide pathways for recovery and simply put everyday people with everyday problems. Wow, thank you so much. So that's right, you heard it. We've got the doctor here, we got a therapist here. So all of y'all get real close to your, your uh, radio, put your ear real close to your radio and it might help you feel better. Anyway, with that being said, we got a couple of questions. Commissioner, I heard you mention the Stepping Up Initiative. And I know that we've got a lot of things going on with the Stepping Up Initiative. Can you tell the people out there in Radio Land a little bit about the Stepping Up Initiative and some of the things that really catch your eye and, and are close to your heart about that initiative? So the Stepping Up Initiative is a national initiative. It's sponsored by the National Association of Counties. It's the American Psychiatric Association, the National Alliance of Mental Illness, and um, the National Sheriff's Association are all. And, and then there's a, the Justice Center also that created this initiative with the goal of keeping those with mental health and substance use issues out of jail and into treatment. Now, that sounds really simple, but it's not. Part of it is what we call diversion, which is also has several different steps along the way of where people can be diverted from being in jail and into treatment. Our accountability courts are a big part of that diversion process. Judge Bills and Judge Mumford and uh, Judge Cuthbert lead those efforts in Rockdale County. And they do a really, really phenomenal job of encouraging people to participate and be successful in the accountability court programs. 
The Stepping Up Initiative is there to support that. And maybe even more importantly, to step in and support after they finish that program so that they continue to have support. And that's really what Grit and Grace is all about, is that nonprofit that can provide some of those services. I've been really involved with it for about seven years now, and I've seen it really grow here in Rockdale County and across the state of Georgia and across the nation as I've met with commissioners from all different states. And it does not deal with violent offenders. It's just those with misdemeanors that really could benefit from treatment. So my heart is in it. We have a lot of mental illness in my family. We have been lucky to avoid any substance abuse issues, but the mental health issues have definitely impacted regular life, so to speak. And it speaks to my heart because people are in all kinds of different situations and in different have different experiences and different diagnoses. And this is one way to assist some of those who really are some of our most vulnerable citizens. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that, Commissioner. And, and Shavonda, I, I know that you've been in the forefront of this work for a very long time. Um, and, and I know that you have always been a powerful ally to us. Why is this work so close to your heart? Why is it that you always suit up and show up? I remember when you were the president of NAMI. I remember when you were uh, when we went and spoke at the Georgia School. I, I've just seen you tirelessly traverse the globe to do this kind of work. Why is this so important to you and so close to your heart? Wow. I don't even know where to start, but personally, my family has been impacted very similar to Dr. Doreen's and like I said I've been in the field I've been in the helping field for over 30 years but this is really really it strikes a chord with me because I have a lot of family members that are impacted with substance abuse issues as well as mental health challenges undiagnosed and diagnosed so this is really really important to me because if there's a way for us to help one person I mean, anyone, I, I would just hate for another family member to go through the system, get lost in the system, experience the frustration and being confined to what I call a box when there are treatment approaches, there are options and more than anything, there is support available for those individuals and their family members that are in recovery. Wow, wow, thank you so much for sharing that. And, and I know, Commissioner Williams, I know that a lot of people don't know to what degree you are bending steel, cutting down electric fences, and, and really creating opportunities for, like you said, and, and a lot of times when we see someone who's really vulnerable, it, we miss it because they are they look really threatening, and, and we don't understand the why. You know, I know, Commissioner, um, because I am the project developer for the Stepping Up Initiative. And, and so, I mean, I work hand in hand 
at heart to heart with uh, the commissioner and with Tanisha and Brenda and Mary Lou and the rest of our teams, the ODR teams, and we work with the sheriff's department, uh, with the sheriff's office and the city police and just about every part of the system. I know that um, the commissioner at some time back, and she told me, she said, Bill, we need to take programs into the jail. And, and um, I said, okay. And so, wow, I can't remember how long, it's been like a year. Gee, how time flies <laughs> when you work for Commissioner Williams. <laughs> anyway, because like she says, Bill, be ambitious, right? Which if you don't know what that means, <laughs> it, it means we're, we're getting ready to leave now. So bring your lunch. Um, she said, we need to take programs into the jail. And um, I remember the first times we went in, there was, a, we had a cap. In 12 people, I know we went in, the jail was closed down for the pandemic. Um, and then the moment they opened it, uh, we were the first people through the threshold. At that time we were running groups with about 12 or 13 people that were available to come. I was there the other day and the group number was 40. Um, and, and people who are not mandated to come are coming. And I was sitting there and I was talking with a young man, face is covered with tattoos, um, his teeth are golden. And I asked him, why do you come? And he said to me, I come because this motivates me. And I don't know if we realize how powerful that is, you know, People say we shouldn't reward bad behavior and we shouldn't incentivize uh, recovery for people. They should just um, they should just want it. It should be something that is intrinsic. Well, it's not intrinsic for us all, <laughs> you know. We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of the community to carry out this vision and together we are strong. When, I, when I'm standing in that room, I'm sitting in that room full of guys and, and we were talking about vulnerability. We were talking about fear and we're standing in the room full of people that when you look at them, you couldn't imagine that they're afraid of anything or that they even would have a conversation like that. And what they told me was, Mr. Bill, we've just never really had a conversation about this before. And, and what amazed me was, and we passed out the pencils, the little pencils and the pieces of paper, and I was watching them as they were writing this stuff down. And I realized that they have a true and genuine desire to change, to get more information about how to live. And, and for some of us, even if we fail, we fail big and then we recover, you know. And uh, what, what amazed me the other day when I came in and a couple little guys had gotten their time. And they said to me, Mr. Bill, man, I'm going up the road, man. But man, listen. I need your card. 
I, I need to get, I need your card because I'm a, I'm a, I want to email you. I want to, I want to stay in touch with you. I want to, I want to know what, can I come to where you are when, when, when I get out? Will you still be there when I get out? Don't forget me, Mr. Bill. Remember my name. Because this, this thing, this thing is, it is what I need. And I realize that sometimes in the face of adversity, we, we, we fail, we give up, we, we, we give up, we give in, or we give out. And, and, you know, today I had an opportunity to sit down with a young lady and her mother and her stepfather. And her mother had came up from Florida to visit her. And she's in one of our programs. And this lady failed several times. And, and I remember the night that Tanisha said to me, Mr. Bill, man, I'm going to get her and it doesn't look really well. And we're bringing her to your house and we need to have an intervention. And Tanisha, Tanisha and, and her boyfriend, they showed up and we sat down there and she was so, she was so, uh, she was so far in that she could barely hold her eyes open. She could barely stay awake. And uh, I heard a lot of people say a lot of things about her that day. And, and she went to jail and she went the, through a lot of things. And then she came out and, and she's on the meetings and, and she's trying it again. And, and I just say to everybody out there that can hear the sound of my voice, who doesn't deserve a chance to try it again? Who doesn't deserve a chance to see recovery for real? And I remember when the commissioner and I were meeting with the with some of the administrative people over these systems, and and the commissioner was opening up those doors so that we could go through them the very first time. And they said, "We already have this. We already have programs." And we were saying, "Not not one like this." <laughs> and it's not. I know they might not have understood what we said, but like the commissioner said, be ambitious. And I know that it was around Christmas time, commissioner, that when we went in there and we fed lunch to the guys. And, and so commissioner, tell me, how does that impact you when you hear us talking about how far that has come? When, we, when you hear us talking about that we've had Zoom meetings since June the 17th, or, or March 17th, I can't remember now. Uh, what was it, 2020, 2019? Or... Right, 2020. 2020, right. and, and this is 2022, and we haven't missed a day, mm -hmm. not one day. I'll tell you, I think, you know, what's really impactful to me is I remember very clearly going in on Christmas Eve with you to the jail and a group of about 15 or 16 or so young men Matt for that group we brought pizza in and some soda and and you know visited with them but most fascinating to me was when you were talking with them and asking them questions was to watch their faces to watch the their engagement and I saw young men who clearly have made some mistakes because of where they are, but they really looked like they were really interested 
in what you were saying and how it was making them feel. They were, you could tell they were introspective about it, about thinking about change. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, I got a handwritten letter from one of those young men who thanked me for coming in on Christmas Eve and, you know, visiting with them. And that, you know, I, we're talking about young people who have simply just made some mistakes for whatever reason, trauma, you know, choices they've made, what, whatever, but everyone deserves a, a, another chance. We all need another chance. Nobody, I don't know anybody that gets it right the first time or the second time or even the third or fourth time. We have to keep practicing and getting better. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I know that, um, Tanisha, how many shows have we done now? I can't keep up with it. How many different messaging opportunities have we done? We're in the 80s, eight, um, 80 80-something 80 weeks now. 80-something weeks, you know, and, and I remember the first one. <laughs> I remember a couple of them that have been broadcasted from the commissioner's lair, you know, and, and I don't know. A, a lot of people throw rocks and, and stones and hide their hands and, and, and just a lot of different things or the critics, right? But I do know one thing, and in that's for everybody who's on this, this call. We, we are trying something for someone sometime. And, 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 and we are being consistent. And I mean, not just consistent as it is convenient, but consistent with regularity, with commitment, with dedication, and, and, and with, a, with a degree of craftsmanship that may not be understood by all, <laughs> but it is for all. And, and you know, I, I just encourage our listeners because people ask me, so what is written grace and blah, blah, blah. And we're going through different things and, and this and that. And, and the one thing that nobody ever asked me, a lot of people say, well, I think they're this and I think they did this, so they're not doing this right. But one thing nobody asked me, all this stuff that y'all are doing for stepping up, how much does it cost? How much do people have to pay to get it? Nobody's ever asked me that. I guess because it's free. I guess because all of our best efforts, we give freely with no charge, with no margin for profit, just with our hearts, just because it's the right thing to do. Not because somebody did it before, not because somebody does it better, not because of that, but because it matters. And, and I know that um, Shavonda, I can't count, uh, Tanisha and them were teasing me uh, earlier today. They always tease me, y'all. So everybody out there in radio land, y'all heard that. But Tanisha and were teasing me because I was looking at the PowerPoint that we delivered the very first time that I came to Rockdale and we were talking about the Opening Doors to Recovery Project and the Diversion Center and the, and the Recovery Community Organization, all of which we are doing now. And Shavonda had helped me with that PowerPoint. 
under duress. <laughs> she had helped me with the PowerPoint because Tamisha said, hmm. I said, Shavonda helped me say that figures. You know what I mean? But but you guys, and, and I can't count the number of times that Shavonda has helped me to develop something artistic because I didn't have a Tanisha. And, and, and you know, when people, why do you hang out with artistic people, man? Because I need them, man. For real, I need them in my life. Um, Shavonda, why do you do it? What what do you, when you see the, the, the product, when you see your, your body of work and how it impacts other systems and all of those years that we were standing there at the Georgia School in different places that we traveled and we talked to people about developing these recovery things and you see that you are doing it, we are doing it, and, and you are still partnering with us, you are still the treasurer. What, how does that make you feel? Grateful, you know, and God gets all the glory because at the end of the day, it's not just about what we do, but it's how we do it and the, the greater impact. So I'm, I'm always honored. I, I feel grateful, again, just because there's someone out there that needs services and simply doesn't know how to get started. They don't know what connection looks like, and they've tried everything that they've known to do, and they're spinning their wheels and they're stuck. So to be able to come alongside someone, steady them up, get them some services, get them in a program and show them that all of these different pathways, each of us took a road. We didn't take the same road, but we ended up in the right place. We're on this phone now. Yes. You know, and it's wild as that sounds somebody out there thinks okay hey you got to do it perfectly and piggybacking off of what the commissioner said you know one chance two chance three chances i mean countless chances i know just for me to try to quote unquote get it right so i can only imagine what that would look like for the next person who is deep in their recovery wanting the help but again there's no support system there's nobody that i could pick up the phone and say hey I need help. You know, some people will ask me, I'll talk about the warm line, or I'll talk about, again, just some national resources. And it's like, well, that's good, but I don't even have a phone. And this is 2022. There are people who are not connected to technology, not because they fear the technology, but what if they can't afford it? You know, that's a barrier to treatment. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Thank you for sharing that. You know, and, and one of the things and one of the reasons why Tanisha and I wanted to ask you guys here uh, this evening is because we wanted to take an opportunity in front of God and everybody to thank you guys for your belief in recovery, for your belief in us, your belief in the work we do. Um, I know that you have stood up against opposition uh, a lot of people talk the talk, but some people walk the walk. A lot of people second guess the power of recovery over the power of academia or whatever that is. And, and we are not the answer, but we are part of the answer. And Commissioner, I know that you are totally committed and dedicated to that, not just because you hired us. <laughs> which people are probably still ready to send you to for a psyche bell on that one. <laughs> However, <laughs> I don't think so, Bill. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You're living a pretty sheltered life over there. 
but I do know this, that um, the opportunity to serve the community of Rockdale has exponentially changed our lives. And, and we had a meeting this morning because every Tuesday we have our peer support meeting. And one of the things that we were talking about in our meeting this morning was the joy that comes from this work. And, and even after 15 years, 20 years, or however many years, that there's still joy directly associated with this work. We are proud partners of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Rockdale Newton Chapter. NAMI Georgia is an organization of family, friends, and individuals whose lives have been affected by mental challenges. Together, we advocate for better lives for those individuals who have a mental challenge, and we offer support, education, and advocacy as we do so. Please visit the NAMI Georgia website at www.namigeorgia.org. And if you are local to the Rockdale Newton area, we would love to have you join the family. For more information, you can visit www.namirockdalenewton.com or follow their Facebook page at NAMI Rockdale Newton. And, and so I'm going to ask you guys something because you guys are women of power and, and women that are moving the needle. And I want to ask you, how do you keep those boundaries? How do you keep yourself healthy in the midst of doing this hard work? How do you keep yourself well? Because I know there are people out there, there are career, career women out there, and they want to know how you keep yourself healthy doing this work. And I'm gonna start with you, Shavonda. How do you keep yourself well? I keep myself well by doing a number of things. I think the most important of them is staying prayed up and making sure that my boundaries are what they are, not bending them. And if that means I've worked all day and I need to get in bed by 9 p.m. instead of 10, that may mean everybody has to go to voice uh, go to voicemail, excuse me, and I'll catch them later. I still make time to take myself on dates, do manicures, pedicures, and believe it or not, I still have a therapist. So when it comes to the boundaries and and just really sticking to them, you know, I I always say every good therapist has a greater therapist that they still see, and. For me, it's self-care is, it's not optional. It is critical. And I don't, I don't skimp on self-care. That's something that I do every day intentionally. Wow, that's good stuff. And Commissioner, for you, what is it that you do that keeps you well? For me, I, there's a number of things I do that keep me well. And, and as, as Shavonda was talking thinking back about you know raising five children and um my husband used to travel for work and it was just me at home with them and a lot of the time um I think two things one 
I've always been very careful about my spiritual life, about my relationship with God. Um, the only time I miss services on Sunday is if I'm ill or maybe we're out of town. And then the other thing I think I try, I've always tried to keep a, a strong relationship with my husband, which was really helpful raising five children to keep that in balance. And the other thing that I do is I always have hobbies. I'm always working on some project, which kind of just allows me to escape from every day and concentrate on something else. Um, I used to sew a lot when the kids were younger, made lots of their clothes, made quilts, did all of that. I, I don't do as much anymore. I've spent some time where I did some oil painting and took lessons and as I would sit and work on a painting, when I would put my brush down, I'd realize I had thought about nothing but what I was working on. Hmm. And these days I like to look at how, I, you know, projects around my house and think about ways I can make it more efficient and, and less cluttery and, you know, better storage and that kind of thing. And, and all of that helps to keep me balanced, wow. um, you know, because you've, you've got to, it's really important to take time for yourself and to have a chance to breathe. Right. If you don't put something into your own self, you have nothing left to give. Wow. Yeah, that, that is really good stuff. And Tanisha was kind of talking about that this morning, Tanisha being an extreme creative and I, I know one of the things for me that uh, I, and it's just here in my latter years that I have started even trying to keep myself well, <laughs> even try, even being cognizant of what well means, right? But um, today I am intentionally taking time to, for me, and, and sometimes the world has an allergic reaction to you doing that. And today I'm okay with that uh, because I make sure that I do those things that I truly need to do. And then I make sure that I do what I need to do for myself. And um, for me, feeding my serenity and not just serenity, but my peace and, and not carrying negatives, not carrying anger or hostility or not carrying those negative emotions. That is very powerful for me. Finding sources that feed me intellectually, emotionally, uh, obviously spiritually is a very big deal for me. And I have a very strong commitment to that because that's where my staying in between the yellow lines comes in. And then understanding that for me, the most valuable things I have are time and energy for me. And I have to be very aware of how I marshal my time and my energy. So that I don't have as much energy as I once did, contrary to popular belief, and I don't have as much time. So I have to make sure that I use my time wisely. So, and then being around people who feed me, which is 
part of you guys' role. Both of you, all of you guys are part of my circle of support. And, and having strong people of moral fiber that won't bend is something that is just absolutely a necessity for me. I, I was using the commissioner as an example. I did this class in jail the other day and I asked the guys if you we were walking down the street and you saw a suitcase full of money, what would you do? <laughs> now understand I'm standing in a room for a, full of grown men dressed in orange jumpsuits, right? And, and so, <laughs> and I've worn one many times myself, which means we have a propensity to make bad decisions when we see a suitcase full of money, right? And so I asked them, if you saw a suitcase full of money, what would you do? And out of 30 people, 29 went one way and two of us went the other way. And um, they asked me, Mr. Bill, why, why would you not take it? Why would you not pick it up? Why? Because I told them what I do is first thing I do is take a picture of it. The second thing I do is call someone in my circle of support and make them aware that the picture I just sent them is live. I'd probably go live with that video and because and, I need to get somebody credible on this scene with me before anything crazy can happen. And, and, and somebody who has strong moral fiber and relationships that can we can navigate this all the way to safety namely the commissioner or Shavonda or Nisha or whatever. And, and they asked me, why would you not take it? And I said, because I can't afford it. I have too much to lose, to lose it for a suitcase full of money. And, and so they were like, wow, you know, you know what I mean? But um, Tanisha, you're a creative and there is a tremendous demand a tremendous request out there for your energy and for your time and for your products. How do you keep yourself well? Um, there are several different things that I do to try to just take time for myself. Even sometimes I may be working and then, in, you know, have podcasts playing or something playing that I am, you know, my subconscious mind, I'm learning to train my subconscious mind to listen to things that you know will feed me so um just being able to listen to that I listen to a lot of gospel music and then I'm working on setting boundaries setting boundaries not all not only for you know my children at, at one point it was um it was setting boundaries to know that you know especially during the pandemic like okay mommy is working and, um, you know, I had to be able to separate the two. And now it's being able to separate those boundaries with work so that I'm not giving everything to work and not really, you know, giving to my children their time. Um, so, you know, it may be something that's not on my schedule. And, you know, it may be one of the kids walk up and say they want to watch a movie. And, you know, I'm learning to be able to, in that moment, say, okay, you know what, let's watch a movie, you know, because that's what they want to do at that time. And there was a time where I wasn't around to do that. So, you know, and I, I, I mentioned this this morning too in our meeting, is that the whole reason and my motivation for recovering or, you know, to explore recovery and learn 
a whole new lifestyle was so that I could give my children the mother that they were missing. And so um, just being able to be there for my children and be able to also take time for myself um, when I need it. Well, that's good stuff. So um, and with that being said, I know that a lot of things are changing. We got a lot of different things that are taking place in our communities. And, and you know, when we come into this program of recovery, they tell us we need to change people, places, and things. When they told me that, I thought they meant that I was gonna have to move to Alaska. However, I realized today that through purpose, perseverance, commitment, um, through our craft, we change the world. And, and I know that that's, that's my why today. My why is I don't wanna see anybody else uh, die unnecessarily if we have information that could uh, empower them, that could change their minds, that could give them an understanding on how to, through positive means, access resources to not do that thing they think they have to do that they really don't because they know that there is, there is such a thing as a circle of support. I wanna ask you a question, Commissioner. That, the Stepping Up Initiative, that's a heavy lift. It's a heavy undertaking, not to mention all the other stuff that you do. What is your why? why, why, why what is your why? You know, I just, the very first time I heard about the Stepping Up Initiative was when it was first introduced to commissioners was in 2015. It was my very first national conference. I had just taken office as a commissioner and it resonated through my soul that that was something important to make a difference in people's lives. And I think my why is because I know that when one person changes and, and can be a stabilizing influence to themselves and to others, they influence their families. And when you have a family that's being influenced in a positive way, you have communities that become stable and peaceful. And it starts with the one. And that one person can make such a big difference in someone else's life. It's, it's a ripple effect. And yes. um, that really is my why. Knowing that everyone is important. Everyone is a child of God. Every person has value. And that's what we're, that's what the Stepping Up Initiative is really talking about. It's not talking about a group of inmates or a group of, of anybody. It's talking about people, yes. one person at a time, making changes in their life that are positive and that influence others towards positive decisions. Wow, that's good stuff. And Shavonda, I know, like I said, I know that you'd work tirelessly in this field, not just because of the 500,000 times that you've answered the phone for me, but for all those other people that you do this for, what is your why? Wow, my why is simple. Um, very similar to Commissioner Doreen's in that we all have value, you know, 
again, it's about bringing individuals to the kingdom. And at the end of the day, if I know that you are struggling, you know, we are taught to normalize the struggle, but what if it's something that I have and it's simply as checking in to see how I can serve you, how I can serve others? Because it's, it's not about what we have, it's about helping those in need. And some people don't even realize they're in need. So I guess that's my why, helping them to really, really tap into, for lack of better words, what it is they need and how to get that need met safely. And for them, I would say realizing that mental health is health as well. Yes, yes, that is really good stuff. And Tanisha, I want to ask you a question. Tanisha, what is your why? The reason why I continue to do the things that I do today is because this is exactly what I needed at one point. You know, I needed to know that it was possible. I needed to know, you know, that I didn't, I didn't have to go back to an old lifestyle. You know, there was another way I, I found purpose in, in what I'm doing today. Um, and now that I, you know, I feel like I'm living a life that's on purpose. I don't have a reason to go back. And so that's why I keep, I keep doing it. One, um, because it keeps me well. And two, because I believe it will continue to make others well. Wow. Yeah. You know, and I want to thank you guys so much for saying that. Um, You know, there, (laughs) today my answers are just really interesting uh, because they're, they're so inclusive. Uh, They're all inclusive. So many different perspectives in those answers. Um, People ask me sometimes, what is my why, right? And because when I really needed one, there wasn't one, that's part of it. Um, Another part of it is because this is what I'm designed to do. I mean, this makes sense out of all the mistakes, all the failures, all the things that were this whole like dirty laundry list. Today, all of those things have value. All of those things are information for other people to know that's probably not a good idea. Trust me, and this is why. Because if you do that, this is what happens. Crime equals time. Um, You know, if you really want to get high, stop doing drugs. You know what I mean? Um, There are some things you can't microwave. Um, Some things are just not microwavable. And um, and, and to y'all point, because people need it. People need to hear the truth in as many different forms as we can get it out there. So I am just proud and privileged to be part of this. Um, Commissioner Williams, I want to thank you for your tireless efforts. I want to thank you for being fearless, being our fearless leader, because that's a really big deal. (laughs) I mean, really big deal. Um, Shavonda, I want to thank you for all the work that you do all the support you give us. I want to thank you for that. 
And, and I want to ask you guys one more question before we go. What message do you have for all the people that are going to hear the sound of your voice? And, and I'm going to start with you, Shavonda. What, what message do you have for all the people out there in Radio Land that are going to hear the sound of your voice tonight? I guess my greatest takeaway would be to be gentle on your mental. And if that means looking in the mirror and telling yourself, hey, I'm worthy, I have value, I am loved, and realizing that, hey, you're still a child of God. You know, so that's my biggest takeaway. Wow, thank you for sharing. And uh, Commissioner Williams, what about you? What message do you have for all the people out there in Radio Land that are going to hear the sound of your voice? I think the one thing I would really like for people to take away from today's episode is that there is always opportunity for a redo, a do-over, a second chance. And while we may not have the resource to assist that, help helping people find those resources that will help them can be very beneficial. Wow. So you mean to tell me that I have an opportunity to start my diet over? Is that what you're saying? Anyway. <laughs> we, we can do it every day. We Yay. can. That's good news. That is really good news because I had a honey bun today. So anyway, with that being said, I, once again, I want to shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative, national initiative that's been adopted here in Rockdale County the purpose of which is to reduce the number of people in jails. I wanna really say thank you to all of our staff and partners. I wanna thank you to uh, Brenda Ernest, who's in the courts, who's in the jails, who is the intercept clinician, who is out there tirelessly and fighting for real, fighting to get people information and, and revelation as well. I wanna shout out to Mary Lou, uh, Mary Lou Snow, who is the, uh, program manager for the Diversion Center, which is going to be a clinic-based facility that's coming soon that, that will give people an opportunity for true diversion because sometimes it's not the right time to go to jail. It's never the right time, but if you're going to go, sometimes it definitely ain't the right time to go directly to jail. Sometimes you need to make a couple stops on the way um, to, get, to get the true supports and, and the correct treatment and to get balanced so that it you can do what you got to do what, the right way. Also shout out to the um, powerful Opening Doors to Recovery team, which is a three person intensive case management project that we have working out of Viewpoint that is bringing people directly out of jails, partnering with them to help them find safe, appropriate housing, adequate treatment, what is a meaningful day and understanding and access to technology. Um, shout out to Grit and Grace, which is an addiction recovery support center that will be at 1400 Parker Road. And it will be a place where people can come and get connection and, and come and just really understand how beautiful recovery is to see it in its multiplicity. Um, shout out to Tanisha and, and to all of the media and messaging and all of that stuff. Shout out to all of our Zoom groups that happen twice every day, once at 11 o'clock and once at six o'clock. 
and, and we got people on there from Florida. We got people from Savannah, Charleston. We got people from everywhere that attend and come together every day for a recovery process. And in all of those things I'm talking about don't cost you nothing but the desire to do it. That's it. Anyway, with that being said, I want to thank our guests. Man, you guys are awesome. And Tanisha, can you tell all the people out there in Radio Land how they can get this message? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I want to leave with, if I was to leave a message for everyone, it would be to create positive connections. So with that being said, um, we want to invite you all to stay connected with us. And how you would do that is by visiting us on our website at rockdalesteppingup.com. If you go to that website and you go to the bottom of that page, there's a little stay connected tab. And if you click that tab, it will take you to a library of our monthly newsletters. On those newsletters, you always get a message from Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, who you just heard from today. Um, and she gives you a little update of the Stepping Up Initiative and what we're doing in the recovery community. You also get a video from a person that we select as the champion of recovery who tells their recovery story. We also now have a champion of change, which is someone who is making positive changes, a partner in the Rockdale community. We also have several different recovery resources. We have apps, events, and announcements. And we also have the link to that recovery support group on there, the, um, the recovery support group that we have on a daily basis. So y'all check that out, the Zoom meetings. We also want to invite you all to follow our partners in recovery, which is Grit and Grace on all of their social media platforms. They're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you wanna keep hearing these messages, the ones just like you've heard today, please tune in to Category 10 Entertainment on the His Hop Network every Wednesday at 12 noon and Thursdays at 1 p.m. Also, if you cannot listen um, at those times, we do have a podcast that you can listen to at your convenience. And we're listed on seven different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, y'all. So keep coming back. Yay. Every time you do that, man, I'll be like, man, I want to take a nap. Anyway, with that being said, I want to once again, thanks to our guests. Once again, thanks to all of the listeners out there on Radio Land for making this a success. And we're going to see y'all again soon. And like I told you, wasn't that a treat? Yay. Anyway, keep coming back, y'all. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.